we are back with another episode of Data Protection Gumbo. And of course, you know me, I'm Demetrius Malbro. And today we have a guest that I have been tracking down for a very long time. Not even sure how long, how many years I've been trying to get in touch with this guy, but he's here today. And I am really pleased to have Damian Stevens on, and he is the founder and CEO at Servosity, and he also hosts his own podcast, MSP Mindset. So, Damian, welcome to the Gumbo. Demetrius, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, nice. Explain to everyone what is Servosity, and also give us a snippet into your career trajectory and also uh, starting the company, and how did that all come about? Sure. I don't know if anybody feels this way, but I, I didn't always know what I wanted to do when I grew up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> anybody else feel that way? And so I, but I was technical and I got into a few different things in, with internet and on internet providers, but I landed at an MSP. And we didn't, what I always tell people is we didn't know we were an MSP till later because we were okay. kind of, transitioning from this break fix model and early into managed services. And we didn't call it that. And, but I was given this opportunity to grow this and, and we grew really quickly. In one year we were blessed to go from four to 17 employees. And, uh, and it was, yeah, it was, but it was under chaos because we didn't yeah. have the right people and we did, we weren't prepared for it. We didn't have the process of the people and the people were what make the business. And right. And the reason I tell that story is I had a top data protection software that a name we all know, I won't name, but it's Mm -hmm. all, it's one of the top names and, you know, configured it to back up all my clients that were paying me to, to do that. Like every managed service provider has to do. And it was giving me these emails, success, you know, green dots, all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And they called all the servers had crashed, you you know, recover it. That's never a fun day. Right. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I thought, well, this will be a long night, but I'll get them up and running. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have been more wrong. All these success emails were saying they're successful, but they weren't. And basically the, the backups were copying data that was slowly corrupting itself. Mm. And wow. so it wasn't the most recent backup. It was really all the backups. So I was devastated. I had to go stand in front of my customer that had been my customer for years and trusted me. Yep. And I was doing what I thought was the right thing using mm-hmm. a name brand tool. When it ever, when it, when it quit working, whenever it sent the you know red emails and the, the air emails, I fixed it like everybody else. And then when I went to restore, it wasn't there. And right. I don't know if anybody's been there, but standing in front of your customer and saying, I've failed you. Mm-hmm. That is not why I wanted to be doing yeah. business with people or in technology in any way, shape or form. I was like, I might just do something less stressful, like mm-hmm. jump out of airplanes. I don't yep. know. Like, so yeah, Run I talked to several shot. other MSPs and, and I realized I wasn't alone. I realized they were having similar issues and naively I started Servosity and I said, I'll make a better mousetrap. Okay. You know, and it, it wasn't that all the backups were flawed. I just thought if we can make it a little easier to understand when things are going to work or when they won't. And 
And so that's why I started Servosity is to say, how can we help people do that? That was 18 years ago. If you fast forward naively, I started and tried to make a better tool, a better mousetrap. What I realized is all that did was give you more work. Mm. And we had all these customers as MS, their MSPs and do you test? No, we never test. We, we hope to, we want to get around it. We, we know yeah. we want to. And, uh, and so I just have this belief. I don't trust any backup that hasn't been tested, especially our own with our own software. And right. so that's what Servocity does. We test backups for you because I just don't believe in any backup that hasn't been tested. And, and is that the primary objective of Servocity? Protecting the backup? Yeah, do we do the backup and disaster recovery? And so when I say testing, it's everything from daily of the data volumes all the way to quarterly disaster recovery tests offsite okay. in the cloud. So we're when I say backup, mm -hmm. I'm using that term loosely. Everybody's okay. listening understands the difference between probably disaster recovery and business continuity. We really kind of cover yeah. and but if you never have tried that, like for example, even though we know on our daily, weekly, and monthly tests we've tested and that the data, data is good. If you've never tried to bring up servers in a different environment, like a cloud environment, mm -hmm. you don't know, even if the servers start up, you don't know what challenges right. await you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of people don't realize the drives don't always remap. Maybe mm. they didn't think through AD needs to come up before other things. Right. Yep. And so there's nothing like doing it. And it's way better to do it when your customer's not screaming at you mm -hmm. in a test scenario. Yeah. So, yeah, we take the managing of backups away. That's the only two things we do. One, we manage it. Mm -hmm. Two, we test it. And we do it so you don't have to and you can focus on what you do. And then lastly, so this is not a, just a pitch for Servocity. I'm so obsessed about this. The last 18 years, I've seen almost every way this could go south. So I built a process around it. And, mm -hmm. and it's freely available as a download. So my point is, if you think testing matters, steal my process and go download it. Download the process or the... Download the process. It tells you the testing process. It's when you set up, for example, one of the things in the process is one, the person that configures the backups, a separate human, speaking mm -hmm. of humans, because they're still super valuable. I don't care what AI says. Separate human yeah. should go back and verify because we all miss settings. We all sometimes make mistakes when we're in a rush. So yeah. one person sets it up, another one does a verification. Separation of roles. Person. Separation of roles. Job rotation. Yeah. Job mm -hmm. rotations. Yeah. Yeah. It covers everything from human aspects to technical aspects like immutability to retention considerations to just how do I, how do I know if, I, if it doesn't tell me anything? For mm. example, how do I know... Okay. Is there a fail safe? And so it just covers a lot of those and tries to turn it into a process. And it's what we do. And of course, I thought, well, this is great. It's been 18 years. I should keep this secret. Yeah, but it's right. what we do. Mm -hmm. But the then I realized, <laughs> why well, don't I give it away? You could use any backup tool. This probably makes me a horrible sales guy. You mm. can use any backup tool instead mm -hmm. of ours with the process that we do. And if you will put in the effort to, to do that process, which is not only setting it up and configuring it, but testing then I think you'll be solid. So you don't, you know, my point is you don't have to buy anything from us. You can, you can take that process if anybody would like to and use it with whatever tool you have today or whatever tool you're about to implement in terms right. of backup or DR tool. 
And in the MSP industry, which is who we serve, mm-hmm. we've just found there's not usually the time or the they have their best talent, which is often required to do this because it can get complex, fighting mm-hmm. all the cybersecurity wars and fighting all the zero days and all the other things that have that are happening. And so right. it's either it's either they don't have the margin to have the time or their best talent is is and rightly so should be deployed elsewhere, not kind of babysitting the backups. Okay. Yeah. A few things in there that that you touched on, which I would love to maybe tap into a little bit, but you talked about like the importance, like you're not quite sure, like don't trust the backups, right? Just because you, That's right. you've made a backup and the process tells you that it it was successful, verify it, right? Mm-hmm. And also try to recover that process periodically. And one thing that popped in my mind is you don't want to do that manually, right? So I, I hope you have some type of automated, at least have some of it automated or, right? Like, that's important because you mentioned AI, and I think I was just reading something this morning about, yeah, bad guys, it's confirmed that the bad guys are using chat GPT as well, and they yeah. have used it in order to do, to write better phishing emails. And I th- I, I forgot specifically what they said, but it was just an article today that confirmed that, yeah, chat GPT is being leveraged. And they are figuring out ways to be more clever and they are doing reconnaissance work with AI to paint the entire picture on you as an individual and your organization as well. Mm -hmm. So you, you may not even be able to trust your own spouse. I mean, because you might have a deep fake spouse trying to call you from, (laughs) from somewhere. Right. (laughs) Right. But Interesting times I'm, that we I live. I am digressing now, but, yeah. but what I want to ask you is, so you said regardless of the backup product, so you don't care what type of backup product, let's say someone comes to you and they have backup product ABC. Uh-huh. And you've, you've never worked with it before, right? Because there's hundreds, maybe, right? There's hundreds At of least. tools yeah. that can be used to backup, yeah. whether it's tar and cpio whatever the (laughs) commands are underneath the covers right there's a lot of things out there so what do you do when you receive something or a product from someone that says hey here's what we're using it's proprietary it's small it's this it's that do you still say okay we can support you we can help you just give us give us the the nice and fluffy way of how do you how do you back this up give us the commands give us the process yeah so how do you deal with that yeah, great question. So servo- let me be clear. Servocity okay. is we won't take whatever tooling. We have mm. our tooling and processes and the the strength is the weakness, which is we do okay. it a very specific way in a very opinionated way. And we don't do a lot of things that leave error and interpretation open and, and that sort of thing. So we don't manage all of those things. Mm-hmm. But we decided that this, that won't fit everyone. That's why we said, let's give okay. away our process. And our process is not down to the command level because mm-hmm. that's going to be different depending on your backup tooling. But I don't care which 
you know, if it's one of the top vendors, it will do the things, right? We all know they'll do about the same thing. No offense to the vendors, but they mm -hmm. will do very similar things. And so you can automate booting up and taking a screenshot with all the top vendors nowadays, for example. But that's the number one that I always say a screenshot is not enough. And while I didn't have that, the best that's going to do is tell you if your OS boots, it tells you nothing about your data volume. So mm -hmm. what we, so I am happy to teach people what we do so they can do it without us, which probably makes me a bad sales guy, but you can hire us to do it as the alternative. But that's why this process exists. You can, what I call steal my process and, and use it yourself, the whole, or just some of it, whatever applies. And, and the point is, Screenshots are a great example. I get too many folks that come and say, I'll say, do you test? And they're like, yep, I get a screenshot every day. And really? You, you know what? I I have not heard that people are saying a screenshot is like sufficient in order to get your management off your back or auditors off your back or, wow, that is really crazy. I won't name names because okay, like yeah. that would be the wrong thing to do. But like confidentially, like they're yeah. saying like, because... Since what we do is testing, that's the differentiator, mm -hmm. that and, and managing backups, I will often say, do you test? And the answer is yes. And yeah. what do you do and how often? And I, I usually get either once a year, we'll do like a DR test or something, or I test every day. Okay, how do you do that? I get a screenshot. I'm good. And you're laughing, it, which I appreciate because I'm a, sitting there going, are you kidding me? And, and who is saying that? Is this a persona? Is this like an executive or the manager, director? I know this, a backup guy is, saying, is not saying. This is the backup guy. Really? Or, or the, the, so I'm working with managed service providers. And so the, most of the founders are technical. When they're small, they're the backup right. guy. When they're bigger, they have them. Either mm -hmm. way, these are the kind of things I'm getting. Now they usually go, I know I need to test more, right. but there's still a, I'm not saying all of them, but there's still enough that think a screenshot is enough that, and, and my point is in our rush to automation, automation is not bad. I'm not, right. I'm not yeah. saying we should yeah. be honest. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not saying let's not have technology far from that. But if we just say, throw my hands up and say, well, like a screenshot's enough, well, we've really missed the point. So right. the process that Serocity does and that it's in ours is we test daily weekly, monthly, and quarterly. And those are all different tests. And mm -hmm. so some of those are automated. We, we clearly can't do every single test. We test every volume of every backup every day, mm -hmm. which wouldn't be possible with humans. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess it'd be possible. You just wouldn't be willing to pay for it. The, the, the backup budget wouldn't, wouldn't go. And, but a lot of that is the, the important part that I can never see AI replacing is the humans that are that are looking for exceptions in that that are doing some of the later stages of that testing because if we automate away too much we mm -hmm. sometimes will miss things that a human yeah. will catch and now, ai you, is is a little yeah. better but it's still going to miss things are you checking the data as well the integrity of the data or like crc checking and yeah. all of those I, types of i will yeah so what we do is we take the backups and we mount them. And if you're running Windows, for example, we'll mm -hmm. run Microsoft's own check disk, the same we okay. know and yeah, all yeah. know and hate. Mm -hmm. But we run it against every volume every day. It uploads 
stores that automatically alerts if there's an issue. That way, if it is a real mirror of what we have, we know that the, in, the entirety of the backup after it's already been copied, if you will, or, you know, transmitted mm -hmm. is what we thought it would be. And occasionally we find that, oh, the actual source server is having issues and you didn't know. And so, so yeah, in that case, we're running check disk. There's other ones like that. And we just want to know what tooling can we use? The, the, there's two reasons why, for example, with okay. Windows, I think yeah. check disk is important. One is we can do every day, every volume. So now we're not just throwing our hands up saying I'm booting up and I got a screenshot because mm -hmm. your data is probably not on C, your important data. And the second reason that I think is missed by too many is yeah. we didn't write check disk. And while that sounds obvious, as a backup vendor, I need to use tests that were not written by my software developers mm. because even though they're really smart, we could write a test that we inadvertently pass even accidentally. Right especially as you update your software. So that's why we want to run the file system tools themselves, other mm -hmm. verifications so that we know according, not to us, but according to their tooling and we store it. And that way you can show, you know, almost like an audit log, mm -hmm. anyone, whether it's an auditor, whether it's your boss, whether it's a company that's going to acquire yours, whatever the scenario may be, Here's these proof that this has been done at these frequencies and, and the outcomes. So that's yeah. just on the daily level, but it's just, and I, and I welcome people. There's probably people listening smarter than me that would say, why don't you also do this? And I'll smart, smart Alex out there. <laughs> are, are, now, are these part, particularly small and medium type businesses? Because I know the MSP, the, the way I remember the MSP model is that, well, there could be some large companies, but mostly small to medium-sized businesses. So I don't know how many petabytes, I don't even think they, maybe they're at the exabyte level. If there was a data, a data range, right? Like what size companies are, are you seeing typically would, would need a service or an approach like that because they're too busy or they're just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. I'll just, you know, pay you to do it. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. The typical managed service provider is serving sm small and mid-size. In other words, it's not Fortune 500. And, but that is everything from the restaurant or accountant or doctor down the street from you yeah, yeah. all the way to mid-size starts to still be a $100 million company. And so that's the typical. With what's odd about our world today, I think, is there's layoffs we're reading about right now. Mm. And Man, then, don't even, yeah. Do we want to go there? Yeah, yeah we're going to go there. Go ahead. We're going to go there. Yeah. And then on the other hand, when I talk to folks, especially MSPs, I want to say, what's your top challenge? It's finding the talent. Mm. And their customers have a harder time. And so you have the smaller mid-sized business that just the simple way to think about it is you, you, you're going to run my IT. That's managed service provider, right? Everybody kind of gets that. But the newer trend is co-managed, with, especially with larger companies. Mm -hmm. And they have often the guys that can keep the VMware cluster running or the guys that know something about a CN or the guys that can patch windows, but then they don't have the cybersecurity knowledge or they're lacking some CISO abilities or whatever it is. And so the, there are a whole set of MSPs that are breaking into even sometimes some of the smaller of the fortune 500 yeah. where they're playing a role. So, so that's who we serve and whoever they're serving is is basically 
who we serve together. Yeah. So let's talk about layoffs. Yeah. I'm not excited about that at all, but right. it is what it is. And I don't know if it's something in the air after COVID or what, but it's like w- one company is following. Okay. Oh, they laid off. Hmm. Well, Bob, you know what? Maybe we should consider, you know, cutting 10% and maybe it'll do something to the bottom line. Right. And we can, you know, cash, right. you know, some, some Christmas checks for the, for the family. I, I don't know. I'm not being mean, but I'm telling you, some of these conversations uh, are being had, but I just pulled up layoffs.fyi. You familiar with that site? Mm-hmm. Cisco, 4,250. That was today, right? Or Is that what it says? I don't know, but it doesn't, you know what, that was yesterday. Yesterday, okay. Everyone at Cisco, my heart goes out to you, and look, if you listen to the podcast, reach out to me. And if I can help give you a connection, DM me. I will definitely respond. I've never heard of Away. Away. Oh, that's retail. Instacart, 7%. Redesign Health, 77 people. Mozilla. Wow, Mozilla. 5%. Let's see what else. I'm. Pure Storage on February the 8th, 275 and Tenable is on there. Security, 5%. DocuSign, Amazon, Snap, Drizzly, the list goes on. Mm. So I want to mention layoffs because it's really important for the audience, right? What, whatever your technical skill set is, because we know there's a lack. and You can't know everything because it's just it's so many moving parts to technology. And I mean, we're moving quantum right now. So as far as layoffs are concerned, what is your advice, Damien, around how can someone make themselves more, let's say, what do you call it? I'm I'm drawing a blank now. Indispensable or? Yeah, more indispensable. Or if a layoff happens, how would they be able to maybe bounce back quicker or have a softer landing. And I'm talking financially and, mm-hmm. and, and even emotionally and mentally, because if you know that you're doing something outside of your day job, like for instance, we both run podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that the podcast industry has a lot of uh, positives. Yes. Right? So you're making connections and you may be doing advertisements and sponsorships and there's a long list of things that you can be doing. What's your advice to someone out there in or if they've been laid off or if they are in fear of layoff or even acquisition, right? <laughs> Acquisitions yeah. are happening, right? Acquisitions are happening often and especially in the backup market. All right. So what's your advice there, Damien? Yeah, I get asked this and obviously I see it as a, I see it as somebody that's been laid off or fired. It's been a few years, but I see it differently now as I, as I hire. And my advice is what used to work doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is maybe we thought if we had that four-year degree, we were going to be safe, right? Yeah. Exactly. Maybe we thought if we had that certification, mm-hmm. we would be safe. And it's technology changing too fast. There's a great graph by, I forget the name, but somebody at Google, which is basically plotting the human 
ability to understand or adapt versus mm-hmm. the pace of innovation and technology. And, and those lines have crossed some time ago. So, yeah. you know, e- even to never mind know it, even to comprehend what's even really going on. So all I can say from a, from my perspective is when I'm hiring is too many people present themselves the same way in terms of I have a four-year degree and have five years experience and I have this certification. Here's the problem. Everybody says the exact same thing. Yeah, right, right. So if I don't do a better job as a hirer, you all sound the same. And then there's no differentiation and you're probably not getting your fair shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my my two cents is there's a lot more you can do than you realize, right? There, There's so many things that are going on. I think the number one thing you, sh- you should avoid is getting complacent. Right. It's too easy, especially the more successful you are to have this job and think that you're irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's what Barnes and Noble thought, you know, years Mm -hmm. ago as a company or Blockbuster. Right. Yeah. We got it made. We got all these tapes, man. We we got we got the rental business on lock. That's right. (laughs) So if businesses entirely can be, then so so can we. And but when as somebody that's building a business people that are still hungry and curious and that want to learn and that are driven, I feel like almost are in a shorter supply than ever. So if you can stand out in that way there, because what I was saying earlier is you were reading on layoffs.fyi and those obviously are happening. The weird dichotomy that we're in that we didn't used to be in a decade ago is we kind of had up, you know, booming markets and you couldn't find talent, but boy, there were very few layoffs or you had, recession mm-hmm. and nobody could find a job and all we have was layoffs. And now it's like we have both. It's super odd because the number one issue I talk with, not only MSPs, but most other companies is I can't find the talent. I can't yeah. find the talent. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, but my guess is that as, in a, as a hirer, we want the easiest path. So... Mm-hmm. Before, for example, a lot of the infrastructure as a service, the cloud stuff, when it started taking off, what people did is they started putting out ads. I want a couple of years experience in that. Even someone yeah, right. put that out before there was a couple of years. I know, right. But, you know, whether, infra- whether you didn't know if infrastructure was going to work as a service, let's say you're sitting there with your VMware or other certifications, you know, that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. when you need to start picking a cloud provider and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to go and, and you can ask for some time or some approval, but you're giving up your agency as a person if you do that. Right. Take initiative on your own. Mm-hmm. And go, every single one of them has some free credits to run some VMs. And I can tell, I'll just give you a real world example. Yeah. Right now we're hiring. We just hired and we're about to, to, to hire again, which is a wonderful problem. Entry mm-hmm. level, IT. And I often get like, how Entry do I level. get into IT? Yeah. Okay. How do I get into it? Because, you know, sometimes they go to college, sometimes they don't, but a lot of times they're coming from all these different industries mm-hmm. and they're like, I got a degree. I got my, like, let's say that I got my A plus. That's the one I hear the most. I got my A plus. And like, yeah. the problem is everybody says they have their A plus. Really? And a lot of people don't have mastery over what, over what they say that they've, you know, they've learned. Yeah. It's just my, all knowledge, book knowledge, right? It's just book knowledge. And so I... What we're looking for is that rare person. And in my experience, it's like one or two out of a hundred mm-hmm. that has, let's say your entry level tech, 
you can download any of these hypervisors, open source, paid, whatever, and run it on your own desktop computer. Yeah. You can get free credits in infrastructure cloud providers. I don't care if it's Microsoft, Amazon, Google, others. I don't care if you download, you know, KVM or VMware or Hyper-V or whatever. You can play with those on your computer for free. You can go run infrastructure as a service for free. You can do a, a lot in cybersecurity. And my point is, I don't need you to be an expert. But right. those are the people I hire mm -hmm. because they're more curious and they generally know a little bit more. Like even there's just, if I interviewed a hundred people, they'd probably 99 say they have their A plus and maybe the one guy has it, but it's the one I hire is usually the one that's a little more curious. And they're like, well, mm -hmm. I have that, but I've been playing around with Hyper-V or KVM or VMware on my own laptop. And I've got a couple guest OS is booted up and yeah, you right, know, right. I don't claim to be an expert, but somehow I got the networking so they mm -hmm. can talk to each yeah. other. Right, 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 right. You could do the same thing in the cloud, boot up some VMs, configure the cloud networks, right? They all have different words for what they call those. But if you even know that word, when I interview you, you're ahead on just, for example, an entry level. So it starts even entry level, in my opinion, that you need right. to differentiate yourself. And like Demetrius, you're a good example, right? Mm. I don't, as far as I know, nobody told you at your day job, you must go start a podcast, right? <laughs> you saw no, an opportunity, didn't. you went and did it because yep. you're a different kind of person. Yep. And that's going to forever differentiate you. So my question, if you guys are listening, is what are you passionate about? You know, you're, you're doing, you got an IT for some reason. You're better than you think. Right. Don't make excuses I don't care if it's cloud or storage or cybersecurity or million AI, everybody's in AI, right? Whatever it is, just mm. go and, and do a little bit of that. And yeah. when I say do it, do something. You started a podcast. Yeah. You could read about starting a podcast. When I say do mm -hmm. something, don't listen to just a podcast or a video and move on or read a yeah. book. At least create a, a cluster with some VMs running. At least, at least write some blog posts. Start a podcast. I don't know, right? Whatever it is yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're into, actually do something. Yeah, that, that's huge. And you you said a lot there. And you said this is a an entry-level position that you will be creating. You hadn't even put it out there yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. We, uh, we're, we actually have two openings that are not, the that are unannounced. So this is Ooh, me giving I, you the I, I love inside it. track. I love it. So if you are a current computer science major or what, what, whatever the adjacent major is, even you know what, you may not even have to be a computer science major, but if you have that hunger and that thirst of technology and you have the bug of an obsession to want to learn and dive into technology and go to AWS or Google or Microsoft Azure and, you know, what is this cloud stuff? And, oh, look. I can log in. I can create an account. Oh, look, what is this virtual machine? Hmm, I can install this. What does this do? What are these logs saying? Right. Really being curious and, and, and hungry yes. to want to get the hands on experience because AI, I just had Dr. Sekman on and he was the head of the computer science department at my alma mater, uh, Tennessee State University. And he stepped down recently, and he's still a professor at the school, but he started a consulting company, an AI consulting company. And uh, he mentioned that 
AI can really code so much better than a human. And this is not new. I mean, it's generative AI is just getting better and better and better. And soon, sooner or later, coding is just, is, is just going to be a thing of the past. So if you think that, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to be a coder, then I'm going to be set for life. No, you're not. So I'm just putting an alert out there. Look, Damien has said that he is creating a position. So if I were you, two I would positions. two positions. I would get busy right now and get some hands-on experience, download something and start plugging away or go to Udemy, right? There's so many. Yes. There's YouTube videos that people sit down and walk you through step by step how to log into this thing how to do the next step, how to do the next step, how to do the next step. And, you know, I have young kids, so I, I talk to them all the time. Hey, daddy, daddy thinks you should do this. And hey, why don't you go do this? And they're like, mm, you know what? Nah, yeah. I'm fine because social right. media, yeah, social media has them attention, right? Mm -hmm. And they, it's just a different generation. So I know we're, we're kind of going, Demetrius? Yeah, yeah. 24 and soon to be 21. Okay. And then I have some more as well that I'm taking care of, like 15 and 14. So, okay, yeah, I have my hands full. So all I'm saying is that reach out, right? So you can connect to me. I am on LinkedIn. And if, if you reach out to me and say, hey, can you give me some advice, right? I will definitely accept your request to connect. I will even respond back to you. I'm not saying I'm going to give you a ton of time. But I'm going to respond to you and try to help you out one way or another to point you in the right direction. So when, when do you think you're going to have those positions posted so I can, so we can begin to wrap up here, Damien? Yeah, yeah. I will, we'll, we'll have those posted next week. Oh, we'll that's, have an entry-level position and a leadership position. And okay. so, so within the next week or two, maybe that long. Yeah, the episode but, uh, will be out like probably by then too, so. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. That's good timing. You might have the inside track. And I would I would echo what you said, Demetrius, right? I think that the other thing, one of the other attributes is I look for people that are trying to contribute like mm -hmm. you just did. So if you can give, that's the other thing. What I mean by that is, let me say two different things. Number one, I want to yeah. echo what you just said. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Yep. You can look me up, Damian Stevens. You can look me up on LinkedIn. You can look up my podcast, whatever. You, you mm. can find me. I will be happy to point you in the right direction, connect you to people. I am hiring. If you happen to be a good fit, wonderful. Yeah. Then apply. But I may be able to point you in the right direction. And if I can help, I'll be happy to. And then if you can give, what I mean by that is I'm not asking you to give me or Demetrius anything, but you have this opportunity, like you said, to go in Azure or go wherever and just learn some things. Here's the thing. There is a nonprofit mm. in your area that needs help. They don't know anything about cybersecurity. Mm. They don't know anything about a website. They're struggling with the cloud. They're doing something. So whatever you're, you're interested in or hopefully obsessed, yeah. go learn it for yourself. And if you really want to stand out from somebody else, go find somebody like a nonprofit in your area and help them. You'll be mm. a superstar. They will take your, because they have no budget, they will take your help. Mm -hmm. Even though you think you know nothing, you will be a rock star to them. Yeah, You will feel so good about it. It will give you confidence to go apply to more jobs than you ever thought. 
And yeah. then, you know, if that just comes out, not in an arrogant way, but just, hey, here's how I'm applying. Because I often get, you know what, I've been looking into virtual machine. I'm just doing it on my home lab. I still find mm. value, but I find even more value if you put it into the real world right. by going and helping that nonprofit with mm, yeah. their new thing that they're trying to do or fix their thing or whatever that was because there's book knowledge and theoretical and there's the real world knowledge and what AI won't replace is helping people. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's why my company exists as we help people. Okay. Well, fa fantastic. And, and Damien, I know we could, we could probably go on for a few more minutes here, but I like to keep these things a little short and sweet and before I let you go, though, and he mentioned you mentioned that you can connect with you can connect with you on LinkedIn. Right. Yes. And also check out servosity.com. That is uh, S-E-R-V-O-S-I-T-Y. That's correct, right? Yes. You know, dot com. And also you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And I do have a, a group on LinkedIn with twenty five thousand plus like-minded professionals, cybersecurity, storage, backup and recovery professionals. It's called Backup and Recovery Professionals. So take a look at the group, join the group, and we have some some really lively conversations uh, in the group from time to time. People don't post as often as I would like them to, but from time to time we do have those those great conversations and people have some, they post some information that's very helpful for you. So final shout out Damien you want to give yeah. a final shout out first of all thank you for doing this a shout out to you and that that backup and recovery professionals LinkedIn group is really good so if you're not in it you know get in it if you take nothing else out of this both Demetrius and I offered so take us up we join, connect us on LinkedIn let us know if we can help you I'm just saying that let's, let's let me know he's got his amazing podcast you're listening to now if you'd like to listen to MSP Mindset or comment or join, I'd love to I'd love to hear your questions on that as well. So yeah, connect with me however it makes sense. MSP Mindset wherever you, you know, YouTube and wherever you go on social and get your podcasts and Serocity if you want to look up my company or connect with me on LinkedIn. 